Hello, my friends. You are listening to Grit and Grace. My name is Taverly, and I am your host. I'm here to share my entrepreneurial journey with you, and we'll be bringing on some amazing women who've been helping me, mentoring me, and inspiring me on how Grit and Grace helps them crush it in business, relationships, fitness, family, friends, and all that good stuff. Now, let's get started. Hello, and welcome back, my friends. Today we're going to talk about courage. Originally, I wanted to start this podcast and have a discussion about fear. Then I started thinking more and more about fear, and I don't want to focus on fear, because I think that fear and courage are two sides of the same coin. And courage really is being scared to death, but saddling up anyway. And it's not an all or fail. It's not as if you do it once and if you fail, that's it. You're never going to have courage again. It's learning. It's taking baby steps. It's flexing that courage muscle and testing out your Superman cape, even if it's just for a few minutes at a time. And I think about this a lot in starting my business and running Corporate Cause Agency because it's been hard. It's scary being an entrepreneur. I mean, it's, it's like if you know you have a 2% chance of succeeding and 98% chance of the people that start their companies are not going to succeed, I mean, that is some serious fear going into it. Or let's flip the other side of the coin and say that that takes some real courage. And I face that all the time in decisions that I make. And in fact, it's one thing that a lot of you, my listeners, have asked me or my friends that have been learning more about my story and my company is they ask me, like, how, how do you do the things you do? Where does your courage come from? And that's part of where the grit in this podcast title comes from. And I want to talk about that today. And it's kind of fresh on my mind. Um, and I am going to talk about emotional courage primarily, not if survival is at stake, although I will touch on that because this is the month of October. And I don't know if you know this, but October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. So I am going to touch on that a little bit. But for the most part, this podcast is going to talk about your comfort zone and emotional courage. And it came to me in the last couple of days when speaking with a friend of mine. It's a friend of mine's wife. It's someone I train with in Strongman. And I heard her story of surviving cancer three times. Not one type of cancer in three instances, but three different types of cancer. And she is amazing. She has courage and she talks about the fact that for her facing it from the very beginning, she went into it with a survival mindset. There was no option to think of anything differently. And she's going to come on and talk to you about this. And I think that it's really an amazing story. I'm going to share a few others with you that I find just so absolutely inspiring. And with so much going on with issues that women are facing and all the media around women's rights and women's voices, it's almost like the time for courage is, is to talk about it now and not talk about the fear and not talk about what's happened, but maybe support each other and talk about how to help each other be their most courageous selves and find ways to change the normal expectation or version of what, what, what we might actually call fear. Okay. And I've had lots of things that have scared me in my life and I have grown each and every time. When I get scared, I learn. I get feedback. My body, my mind, I learn. And all of you amazing listeners, I know that you have faced 
challenges that have been scary and you've learned too. And I would love for you to share those stories. So make sure that you send in messages or comments and I will be happy to share your stories as well. Uh, I think that making mistakes and being afraid is how you get to the other side of developing that very courageous muscle. And in order to do so, we need to share and we need to bring our voices forward. So in so many instances, when people ask me that question, why am I so strong? And how did I get through some of the craziest life experiences? I really have this deep inner desire to whisper, it's not that special. I'm not that special. You can do it too. Because how we react and learn, it's a choice. Although that wasn't always how I would have stated it, and that isn't always how my heart feels, because I feel people's pain deeply, and I know that I respond with, with kindness, and I try to provide supportive examples on how I've survived something, because that's really all I know is, is, is my story and where I'm at. But I think that inside of me, when someone asks me that question, it's because they feel that they're lacking courage or resiliency in a certain area in their life. And that's what I want to do is just whisper, like, you can do it. This isn't something special. And you might have to practice and you might have to be willing to face things that are difficult, but you can absolutely do it too. Because you know what? You know, staying in your, your, your puddle of, of tears and fear isn't going to get you anywhere, except for really just getting wet sitting in a puddle. And none of us want to do that. Life will be curvy. And everyone, I mean, every single one of you listening is going to suffer something hard. And you may already have. But I promise you, you're going to suffer something hard again. And maybe it's a lack of motivation. Or maybe it's a mistake. Or maybe it's just not doing the right thing. Lots of them. But it's how you choose, yes, how you choose to react to it and learn from it that will determine the quality of your life. And I look at so many instances where my life actually got better after surviving something major that I wanted to reflect upon this and share with you because it comes from perspective. And okay, maybe the perspective starts when we're young. And, you know, did you feel loved and like someone really gave a crap about you if you came home each day, if you turned your homework in? And some of us did, some of us didn't. And I know, I really know what it's like to be raised in privilege because my, my first husband came from a family of privileged and a family of, of, of privilege. And they didn't really follow society norms. And that's not to say that all society norms are, are correct, but there is a true norm of just being a kind person that sometimes gets lost in certain privileged societies. So I'll, I'll be clear, I was not raised in that type of environment. Um, but I, I saw, I experienced somebody who was, you know, and, and I don't think that he, this is my first husband I'm speaking about, that he ever really learned hardship. I don't think that he ever really learned how to face a challenge and how to come up with a solution or develop and flex that courage muscle. And, and I did. I grew up with really loving people around me in a small town with really amazing people, friends and family, but we all witnessed hardship. We didn't have a lot, and our community was tight-knit. But my town got divided a time or two over issues that had to do with law enforcement or issues that had to do with drama between different families. Or, you know, I've witnessed abuse. You know, I've, I've, I've seen a family member 
you know, be be killed by another family member. Well, I didn't I didn't see it, but I was in in the situation where I, I witnessed that pain. You know, and we also have an alcoholic in our family, so I've seen the pain that those that love him have gone through. I had a stalker in high school. I have been flashed. I've been mugged while traveling. Fast forward to my adult years, and I've been dragged through a train by my ponytail. I was smashed into a wall during a stampede when I was out of country, and my clothes were ripped and my purse was stolen. I've been assaulted by a colleague on a business trip. I was actually attacked at a grocery store once by this store employee that thought that I was putting a non-frozen pizza back into the frozen pizza section, which I was not. I was sending it down because I decided not to get a cart, so I was trying to carry it all in my hand. And he literally accosted me in the grocery store and had to be arrested and removed. It's This is crazy stuff, and these are all true stories, and we all have them. This is not special. This is something that we've all faced really crazy, difficult things that we could have allowed to make us fearful, or we could have learned from it. And we could look at the situation and figure out what we can gain from that and, and be more prepared next time. Yes, all of these stories are true. Was I courageous when I... But when I had any of my 12 surgeries, I don't, I don't know if I would call that courage. I would think that my courage is probably now. It's now being comfortable talking about it. That's probably more courageous because it doesn't, it doesn't always happen consciously to me. It's what I've done to survive. And I know a lot of you listening thinks that you don't have courage and you wonder where you're going to get the courage from and how to learn and how to be more courageous. We're going to talk about that. But first, I want to talk about the fact that October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. And here's something for you to think about. If you want to think about courage, think about the fact that one in four women in their lifetime will experience violence at the hands of their partner. So look to your left, look to your right, look in front of you, and look behind you every day. And know that one in four women that you come across has or will have experience domestic violence and to me experiencing that type of situation is the epitome of courage because it is very difficult to get out of 84 percent of victims that have been abused by their partner they have told at least one person so if you know this if somebody has shared this information with you or you suspect here's what you can do be a good and kind person don't judge them if they disclose to you, help them create a safety plan with a local shelter and help them find the resources that are available to them. A quick Google search in your area will give you everything that you need to know. And yet, even when you've given them those resources, don't judge. Because it's difficult. It's time. It's, it's, it's hard. It's messy. And they're very often complicated situations. Keep the number handy, 1-800-799-SAFE. That is the national hotline for domestic abuse. And be courageous yourself by not throwing the towel in for someone, even if they've annoyed you or they talk out a line or they're quiet or they're loud or it doesn't matter. Find a way to be kind. And I'm going to share a few stories with you of, of very courageous women that I know that have survived things that really put... The, the things that I feel that I've had to, to be courageous in into perspective. And one of them is a friend of mine who we raised our children together. Our sons were baptized together, and we've been friends for a really long time. And her children's father, he was very abusive. 
he was physically and emotionally abusive to her. And she was smart. She knew the statistics. She knew the resources. She knew the laws. She knew all of the ins and outs of what these types of situations look like and how many of the percentage of them can potentially end in death. So she was smart. She talked to people. She filed documents that had them sit with a lawyer. She filed restraining orders. And yet it still continued. It still continued because a lot of orders that happen legally are only as good as they can be enforced. I remember one time being with her, spending time with her, and um, all of our kids were hanging out together, and I went to drive her home, and something just felt off. Like, all the lights in her house were off, which was weird, and, you know, I think she remembered leaving a light on, so I decided to go with her. We left all of the kids in the car, and we went in the house together, opened the door, and sure enough, there was her ex-husband sitting in a chair in the corner in the dark, and I'll tell you, that's, that's some fear. And I'm sure my fear, what I felt in that situation, was one one hundredth of what she felt. Because this is her children's father. She still had to give these children to this man and see him regularly and know that this could potentially continue down the road. So, so he left. That situation resolved. And she did have more courage than anybody I had known at the time. She found a way to move on. She found a way to keep everything at bay. She managed it. She handled it. Her and her kids are doing great. But I'll tell you, it was it was very hard and difficult for her. And then this other friend that I mentioned, you know, I know several women who have survived more than one type of cancer in their life, like young. And I think the survivors that really um, find a way back towards health is about mindset. You know, this this one woman that I referenced at the beginning. Now she she will say that that's that's what happened to her. She had three different types of cancers unrelated in her life, and each time she looked at it like there was no other option than a one hundred percent recovery. And to me, that's that's courage because it's really easy to not think that way. It's very difficult. We all do. It's natural. But flipping fear over on its head and turning that other coin upside down and find that courage coin is is important. I have another friend right now who has decided to give up drinking. She has, she didn't have a drinking problem per se. She, she, you know, she was in a gray area drinking. It, it impacted her life because sometimes she drank too much on certain nights. Sometimes she would binge. Then it would of course affect her next day. And, and it wasn't really that much of an issue. And, and you know, maybe some people knew that it was, but outwardly a lot of people didn't know that. And she came wide out and in, came wide out into the open and expressed to everyone I'm going to stop drinking. I'm a gray area drinker. It's caused harm in my life. And she celebrated it with her close friends and her tribe. She's been openly you know, talking about how much her life has changed since she made a choice to be a better person, a better person and a better version of herself. And I'm so super proud to know her. And I know another woman who survived sexual abuse from someone in her family pretty much her whole life. And you know what she did? She turned that upside down and turned it on its head. And she decided to spend her life helping other people come through it. And trust me, her journey is is one that you will hear on my podcast. And she is brave and she is courageous. And she still has to be every day. And she also is courageous for other women. She helps other women find their courage to thrive in life in no matter what has happened. 
and I can go on and on. There are lots of stories of, of courage, and these are just people that are just right now today close to my heart. And I know lots of women who have lost their children, who have lost their ability to walk, or who have had to learn to rewalk as an adult. Or maybe they're just starting a new business venture like me. These have been hard times. There's lots of people I know that choose the hard path. And, you know, new ventures, leaving toxic relationships, finding ways to step outside of what you do every day is very courageous. So let's talk about the definition of courage, okay? The definition of courage is also called bravery or valor. And it's the choice and willingness to confront agony, pain, danger, uncertainty, and intimidation, or the moral courage is the ability to act rightly in the face of popular opinion, shame, scandal, or discouragement. So I'm going to go back to talking about, you know, the emotional courage, not if your life is in danger. I want you to be a good friend to someone if you feel their life is in danger. Let's talk about emotional courage, because I know it's really easy to say, go be more courageous, go find more courage, um, but that's, those are sometimes just words. So I'm going to give you a few of my top suggestions on how you can be more courageous. Number one, brace yourself. The task ahead is going to be hard. Embrace it. Expect it to be hard and fearful. And even if it's something as simple as asking a person out on a date, which, funny enough, I'll tell you, I, I did that recently. I asked somebody out on a date. And in my 44 years, that's only the second time that I've done that. And it was a little nerve-wracking, but I was super excited that I did it. And it took some courage. And I want you to you know, think of different ways that you need to brace yourself because it's not easy. Number two, be more aware and mindful. If you don't, you know, if you don't have a faith or a spiritual background or you don't meditate, you know, and you don't have a base to, to work from, try something new like mindfulness. Get a book. You know, go snag some YouTube videos. There's a ton of content out there that is free that can teach you just how to be a little bit more mindful, and it might change your thinking a little. Number three, start with something small, like a change of routine. Flex that courage muscle and build some confidence in yourself. Ask for that promotion. Talk to your tribe about your desire to find more courage and let your friends and family support you in that. And make a journal about it. Note the small things that you've done day to day because over time you're going to look back and say, "Woo! I did all kinds of new things I didn't know I was going to do. And number four, find your voice in work, friendship, or even if you're alone in your car, practice saying the things that you really mean but you didn't say. We oftentimes say things that we don't really mean because A, we don't want to offend, or B, we don't know how to say it in a nice way. So go back to number two, look at mindfulness, and then start practicing using your voice to say what you really mean in a kind way. Number five, acknowledge your fears. If the situation is serious, you know, acknowledge it. Go to a loved one. Please get help. Or if it's about something like heights or being afraid of snakes or losing a loved one or public speaking or starting that new business or making a job change or any type of issue, say it. Write it and be prepared to look at it freshly. 
create a list under each of those fears of ways you can conquer it, or maybe not ways even you can conquer it, ways somebody else could conquer it. It might, you might not do them all, but when you write it down, you're going to look at it different and you know it might be possible. And then start playing around with your thinking because your thinking itself, because I'm just even thinking about it, sometimes just looking at it in a fresh way of what's possible, your mind will start to shift and you can do it. So my friends, I want you to go out there and think about the ways in which you want to be more courageous. And make notes, create a journal, write it down. And feel free to send me comments or questions on how you've been courageous and you would love to share your story. And on the serious note, um, with October being Domestic Violence Awareness Month, I ask you to please take a moment to look around you and think of the women that are in your life and be that kind, supportive, non-judgmental person that they just might need to gain a little courage from you. Again, my name is Tover Lee. You guys can, you know how to reach me. I am on Facebook at Grit and Grace Podcast. You can find me on the Ladies Chit Chat Club. We have Facebook. We have lots of social media. Wherever you're listening to this, you're welcome to leave a comment and add questions. And most importantly, go be courageous and fearless, my friends.